You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. So we are going to be looking at how we can make investments as entrepreneurs, because I know that we all have an interest in investing and in giving back to our communities as well. So I started thinking about what are the different kinds of investments that we'd be able to make. So that came up with four. There's the direct financial investment, meaning where the business you're investing in knows who you are and you have some kind of a relationship with them. There could be an anonymous financial investment. And then I'm looking at venture capital partnerships and then just mentorship, which is not a financial investment, but it's a time commitment. Because as business owners, um, even if we are still on our road to wherever we want to be, which we are, because there's always the next level that we're trying to get to, we know more than somebody else who's just starting out. So we have, we, we can offer things to people, right? And what I found is every time I try and teach something to somebody, it solidifies how much I know it for myself. So it's, it can also be a really good way to gain some more confidence because you're teaching someone who is earlier on the road than you are, and it'll help you remember what you do know. So first, I'll talk about the direct financial investments. And so I'm thinking about direct loans, like you could literally just loan another business some money. It could be, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $20,000. It could be any amount for someone that you know personally, or you could hear about, you know, people who are raising money. Now, loans are just like loans we would get from the bank. And I would definitely advise you to have a loan agreement, to have a contract, to state an interest rate that you want so that you're going to make some money off of the loan. If it's a new business, I would definitely have a personal guarantee for the loan in case the business goes out. You know, all the things that we are trying to avoid as business owners, <laughs> those are the things that would protect us as uh, investors, right? To have that personal guarantee in case the business isn't able to make any money. Um, and people will be happy. You know, I, sometimes I feel like, oh, well, what's $1,000 going to do? But for someone who's just starting out, especially like a product-based business, $1,000 might allow them to get the materials that they need to start up, you know? So like, I don't think there's any amount that's too small. It's just about finding the right fit for what kind of investment you want to make. There could be a grant. You you could start in your own business. You could decide that you're going to give out grants maybe for um, people that, that you've coached. So all three of us are either coaches are looking at coaching, right? If people come through our programs or do something with us, we could create a grant. And I think I'm not 100% sure, but giving a grant might be tax deductible in some kind of a way. That might only be true if it's a nonprofit, but I'm sure that there's some kind of a a tax write-off that could happen. And even if it's not business to business, maybe you could donate to a particular program that has a tax-exempt status 
And then you can say, you know, I want this money. You can have it earmarked. I want this money to go to a woman of color business owner or whatever it is that you want, right? And that also kind of gets into the donations. If it's not a grant, if it's not coming through your business directly, or if you're not making a personal grant to a business owner, you could certainly make a donation to any of the nonprofit or tax-exempt organizations that are working with nonprofits. Um, Some venture capitalist companies, I just met some folks from one the other night, they also have a nonprofit arm that is helping to pair no, their nonprofit is actually religious, but I think that there are nonprofits like um, my friend Tunde created Street Code Academy, teaching youth initially how to code. And now it's open to people of all ages, but now they also have a business entrepreneurship track where they are, you know, it's like a little mini accelerator helping folks um, parse out their idea take it to market at the end, the participants get a $2,000 grant to be able to use however they want. But you could also make a donation to an organization like that, that has tax exempt status, that's working with business owners and the communities that you want. It benefits you literally on your taxes because it's tax exempt, but you're also able to help support local entrepreneurs along the way, right? So it doesn't have to be huge. It can even just be $200, $100, right? But that's still an investment that will be um, beneficial to the community. So the next one, yes, Annalyn, go ahead. Ash, I was going to ask you about the donations part. So I, I donate regularly, but I thought I was told by my tax people that that should come out of my personal, um, checking account or whatever. And then that would be a write-off on your personal side. Yeah. Is it, to a, is it to a business organization or is it to a, like something else unrelated? Well, like I regularly give to Kiva. So that's helping mm-hmm. other business owners, but it's through Kiva. And then um, sometimes I'll give to other like nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that using my personal credit card or yeah. whatever and keeping track of it. But I was just curious around that piece. like. And I could ask them as well, but mm-hmm. can we donate from our business accounts? Yes, as far as I know, but double check. As far as I know, yes, um, you can absolutely donate from your business. But because your CPA is doing your personal and your business taxes, it may be more advantageous for you to do it from the personal account because you have mm-hmm. plenty of business write-offs, right? So right. It, it may be the balancing of your global picture, but... Mm-hmm. Um, businesses certainly donate. I mean, that's, well, I guess professional athletes are their own. Sometimes they form LLCs or corporations, you know, and they're getting paid Mm -hmm. um, not as individuals, but that's why so many of them are create their own foundations because they need to send a certain percentage of money to a nonprofit to get that, that tax break or tax write off. But businesses can do it. I mean, um, I don't know, all the investments that like Google makes in the um, professional um, affinity groups, right? Most of those are nonprofits or law firms will make, will donate a table at a gala. They'll pay, you know, $1,000 for a table at a gala. Right. That's a that's a tax write-off because they're buying a table with an organization that it has tax-exempt status. So it, it can be done. The question okay. would be, for your stage right now, is it better to yeah. do it for you as an individual because you get more of a break or 
for the business because you get more of a break. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. So anonymous financial investments. I don't know why I decided to call it this, but I was thinking like, you know, where you don't necessarily have a relationship with the group. Um, angel investing. I don't know that much about angel investing, but I know that um, you're making a, an investment in a company and there's sort of a wall up so that you're not, you know, you're not participating on the board. You're not working with the company, right? It's like, oh, my guardian angel gave me some money. And there are some angel investment firms as well. One thing I didn't put on here is just crowdfunding like Kiva, right? Or um, other crowdfunding options. We probably see, I can't even remember what the names are right now, but we've all seen, you know, the fundraisers help me raise money and get to $10,000. Go fund me. And there's, yeah, there's a, there's a couple other, but yeah, Absolutely. Right. Where you're just one of a hundred or one of, of thousands and you're, you're doing good, but you don't have to, you could just scroll through and say, Oh, I like this organization. Let me help this lady start her purse company, or let me help this farmer get started or whatever it is. But you don't have to have that personal kind of investment and still makes a difference. The other one is the SMBX, which I think I showed you all before but I am going to show you all again because I like them and plan to start investing with them as well. The SMBX is like a smaller stock exchange, which is, I think is pretty cool. This is like you would be investing in stock or more like bonds, really more like bonds. um, If you were to go to the government website and find bonds, but you can find businesses in the area that you're in. There's one that just closed actually in Berkeley. So this is what they are looking for. This is the interest rate, 9% interest rate. And then this is the term. So it's a five-year term. So I would have to double check to see if that means after five years, you would get your money back or you would be paid back within five years. This one is a 9.5% interest rate with a 36-month term. So that's just three years, right? So that's a little bit faster. Um, You can find, you know, and you could, you could, do your research on these companies as well. They're smaller companies. They're not, you know, huge. A lot of them are just trying to get started. Um, You could invest whatever amount of money that you want. So, um, and then they have information here about who is the company that looks like it's an unsecured investment. So there's no collateral that's there, but here's the prospectus summary. They have SEC filings because it is like a little stock exchange, right? So they have to go through um, a series of compliance regulations to even come up here. So this is their story, right? They'll tell you how they would use the funds, secure our location for an extended period of time, working capital to purchase supplies. They've broken it down, right? So you get to decide, is this something that you feel like you want to invest in? Do Do you believe it? You know, you think it's cool? not cool, whatever. It gives you more information. You can see all of the people who have invested, it looks like within this last week. So some are as low as $20, some are as much as 600 and up. Asha, did you say you use this platform currently or this is just one you found? I have not. I learned about it at the beginning of COVID and I have not yet actually gone through and, and made any investments, but I do want to start using them. Yeah. I was I, like, mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, I'd love to invoke, 
invest locally, like with mm-hmm. Oakland businesses. And so, yep. yeah. This one's San Francisco. Curious. I want Oakland specifically. Yeah, I, I know. No, I, I know. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, so maybe that's the only one right now. And mm-hmm. that one's in settlement already. So it looks like it's already closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they new businesses come on all the time. So just, just, you know, save this link. It's a good one to check. They do have, they just closed in Berkeley. I know that they've had Oakland. So they, they do have a good, um, a wide range of businesses that are there. So that's, that's a nice way where someone has sort of done all the homework for you. And then it's just like when you're picking stocks for yourself, you know, there's, it's a gamble, you know, it's not a 100% guarantee, but it would be nice. They do have business owners of color that are on there. A lot of them are white business owners, but they do have some folks of color on there too. So that's like awesome. And the thing too, uh, about a business being able to do this, this is still a lower, the interest rate of 9% is probably right. It feels good for us as investors. I think it's a pretty good interest rate, Um, but it's also competitive with like commercial loans and with um, the community development financial institutions that invest in usually in communities of color or folks who don't have this like glorious financial profile, um, they tend to have a higher interest rate because even though it's easier to get the loan, they make you pay for it on the way back. So this is a way that it's kind of, you know, in between, it's not a traditional loan, but it gets buy-in from people in the community. It's a good interest rate for you as an investor. And it's not as stiff, I guess, or not as not as strong and as high as the interest rate would be if it was a CDFI, a community development financial institution. Okay, and then venture capital investing. Um, I am still learning about venture capital investing, and I have recently decided that I do want to join a VC firm somehow. So I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to figure out how to make that happen. Figure out what the buy-in is first of all, and figure out how to make that happen. A friend of mine. Um, joined a venture capital firm. I should just ask her. I should just flat out ask her, like, how much was it that you had to invest in there? Um, but what I didn't realize, which I thought was actually pretty cool, was that they also have, aside from like the investment partners, they have other folks that they work with because they want to see their businesses thrive and flourish. And as we know, as new business owners or business owners trying to figure out what the heck is going on, um, we need advice, right? We need that attorney. We need that business coach. We need that person who's been in the industry. And so another way to work with a venture capitalist company um, is to be one of the vendors that the VC might pay or have the company pay as a part of the VC's financial investment, right? So even if you're not able to or don't have an interest in becoming a part of a VC firm, you could become one of the vendors that, or the, like the community partners for the VC firm and choose to work with businesses they've invested in to help them maximize the investment, the financial investment from the VC firm. So there's, there are a couple different ways to do it. And I, I like, I knew that, but I didn't really get it, get it until <laughs> a couple days ago. Because I, from what I had read and just had heard, you know, a couple of years ago is that it'll usually be um, one of the partners of the VC firm will sit on the board because they want to make, you know, and have some influence because they want to make sure like Shark Tank, right? Shark Tank, the, the investors like, yeah, I'll 
give you $100,000 for 20% of your company and I'm going to be in there helping you do it, right? Or the shark could say, I'm going to give you $100,000 and I want you to partner. I want you to work with um, Lily because she's built a business and you all will connect and she can help you get to the next level. And then you get paid either from the business that's receiving the investment or you get paid by the firm. So you can still, you know, invest and kind of do that community good to help build up. And it doesn't mean that you actually have to spend your money to do it. And then um, mentorship. So uh, this is one that I think gets overlooked maybe a little bit, or maybe one that I just don't think about a lot when I'm thinking about investing in other businesses. Um, You could mentor a business or a business owner or a friend starting a business or something like that on your own. You could do it informally. You could do it formally, or you could partner with an organization like ESO Ventures or ICA.fund or other local business organizations that are working with the businesses that you would love to invest in. You could reach out to these organizations that are already working with entrepreneurs and say, hey, I would like to volunteer 10 hours of my time, or I would like to, you know, be one of your, the business coaches on your panel that um, helps businesses that have come through your entrepreneurship program to get started, right? Or to help them grow to this next level. So, and it may be a situation where the business, um, like I'm doing some coaching with ICA, ICA pays me for my coaching, but there are other organizations like ESO Ventures where it's volunteer, right? And so that also depends on how much I'm able to give and when and how I'm able to give that as well. So it could involve uh, you making money or it could involve you just spending your time. ICA used to stand for inner city advisors, and then they dropped inner city advisors and just went to ICA. But ICA is, is right in Oakland on broad. No, it used to be, it is still in Oakland, but they've, they've moved. Um, I don't think they're on Broadway anymore. I think they're out of like a WeWork area, but they have invested and mentored like Blue Bottle, Firebrand Coffee, um, maybe Red Bay, I think. Um, there are a number of businesses that have come through them. So I work with them on more of their sort of beginner. Um, they call it the lab, which is like a little accelerator. And they have like a six or eight week set of courses that they go through. And then after that, they're able to make their pitch to get investment, to get funding up to $50,000. Then the next level is once they, I think once they are grossing $100,000 or trying to get to the next level, they can go through an accelerator or I think I already said, whichever one's the next one <laughs> after. Um, and then they could get up to like $500,000 of investment. But ICA's mission is to their tagline, at least it used to be fund good jobs. So they are looking at business owners that are trying to create jobs in the community. So they have a lot of food-based businesses and a lot of product-based businesses because then they're, they're looking to hire other folks to work with them as well. So they, I like them. They do good work. And the cool thing about ICA also is that um, I've seen a couple of their investments, like how they're structured, and they will take a percentage of ownership in the beginning, but the more the money is paid back to the investor, the lower their ownership interest is until everything's paid back and then they no longer 
have any equity in the company. So they essentially, so it's like collateral, right? But when they're done, when the person is done paying or the business is done paying, then ICA is no longer um, an owner of the company, which is kind of cool. So, you know, they could get an investment and then uh, be uh, be free of them after a while. But they do good work. I really like the folks that are, that are there. So that was my sprint into different ways to invest in businesses. And I know that that's been something that a few of us have been talking about, just being able to contribute a little bit more to our local community, but also without having to totally upend (laughs) or uproot the stuff that we're already doing. So there's a number of different ways that I think we might be able to make it, make it fit, make it worthwhile. Yeah. We talked about this a lot in my other coaching group I was a part of, but just this, you know, the idea of giving back or tithing, right? Like to Mm -hmm. give back a percentage, whatever that is to you. And because it's an exchange, right? Like it's an energy exchange. Like even if you don't feel like you have a whole lot right now, it's like getting into that abundance mindset of giving to others that Mm -hmm. will just come back to you. And I, I really believe that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. All right. Well, that's all I have on different ways to invest as an entrepreneur. Real quick, before we jump off, could you do me one small favor? Share this episode with one other business owner who could benefit from the content. Not only does it help us get the word out about the show, but it will also get your friend one step closer to building a business and leaving a legacy. With your help, we can make it happen. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, spread the word. I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast, and I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me, and that's through joining my email newsletter. So please head on over to thewilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. Thewilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks.